Greetings. Before we officially start the show, I'd like to commend you on what a bold move you've made by choosing to consume this podcast. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be weird? Well, thankfully, the answer to all three of those questions is yes. Anyway, there's probably going to be some choice language at some point, so don't say that I didn't warn you. Enjoy the show. And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday, Waffle Box, with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing at the same time. Coming up on episode 107, I have a chin, apparently. One of the most pivotal sports has finally returned after post-pandemic shenanigans. Tom Cruise is back again. Apparently the mission is still impossible and much, much more. I am Mike Fish and I am joined as always by the main man from San Fran. It's Mr. Kush. Hey, Kush, how you doing, buddy? What's good, y'all? Kush Ace here coming to you from the future home of Super Bowl 60. It is the Waffle Box, the original Waffle Box. You accept no substitutes because it is the best part of Wednesdays and we are the people's podcast. You do this because we love you and we love you because we do this. So, Mike Fish, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm wonderful. I'm, I feel like I'm 20 pounds lighter right now. I can just look at my face. I have a face. Hmm. Yeah, man. You've been hiding that thing for a while. Good for you. Trying yeah. to get rid of that pandemic beard. I was listening on the podcast version. I've shaved my beard off. I mean, if you are predominantly listening to the podcast, you might have no idea I had a beard in the beginning with, but I have a I used to have a big beard. Now I don't have a big beard anymore. And it's very strange looking at myself. I can now see my neck as well. It's look, look at that. I have an Adam's apple. Look, I, I forgot oh, about sure. that little buddy. Hey there, little Adam's apple. How are you doing? Uh yeah, it's it's caused it's caused a lot of controversy. In my neighborhood. One, one, after, you know, after I went to the barbers and he trimmed my hair and made me look good and then he cut my all my beard off, made that look good as well, if I must say so myself. Johnny Blades, shout out to you in Leonia, New Jersey. Um, but yeah, I just went to, you know, text, text someone, hey, what's up? And I went to unlock my phone and my phone, you know, the facial recognition, it was like, who the fuck are you? I don't know. Oh, hilarious. I, I didn't realize it was going to be that bad, but the phone was like, I don't know. Idea. So I had to re reconfigure my facial re recognition bollocks thing, which is crazy. And then hmm. I went to my local um, little corner store. We call them bodegas in this area. I don't know if there's uh, but then right. corner stores where I normally go in there and I buy a couple of pack of cigarettes at a time and love and jubbly. And to this point, you know, I've been going there for a long time. So I normally just walk in, he sees me, he says one or two, and I normally say two, and he gets the cigarettes he knows I get, boom, I give him the card, boom, boom, I'm out. Quick transaction. Walked in today, and he just stares at me. And I went, um, can I have two packs, please? And he's like, as soon as he, because I'm shooting out in Ridgefield, New Jersey, not many people have my accent. As soon as he heard my voice, his face was like, <gasps> and he just started like, you look like a complete <laughs> person and he was just like it just became a thing and he was just like, yelling and laughing it's like yes can i can i go please i have a podcast to record 
But yeah, he had no fucking idea. Was <laughs> it's hilarious, hilarious. But yeah, that's that's the tale of my beard. I mean, I still have a beard technically, but it's it's definitely uh, obviously lessened in length. But yes, um, the reason, main reason being because it's. I mean, obviously, it's a tale of two cities. You, we were just discussing off air that it's a, it's a little bit, a uh, little bit chilly in San Francisco right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, normal San Francisco day. You know, it's currently fifty six degrees, lots of overcast, definitely some mist in the air. You know, um, hopefully, you don't get any dust on your car because that shit will stick to it. Like, just pancake your your car with dust. Um, yeah, that's about it. We got a lot of pollen. I was, I was just whenever I wash, I don't, know, I get to give up washing my car at this point because you wash your car, make it all look nice, and then the next day it's just covered in this green shit. It's mm. like, oh, well, never mind. Um, but no, that's because it's very, it's ninety nine, real feel ninety nine degrees here in Richfield, New Jersey. Before anyone, because I know we do have listeners in in the Texas area. I know it's hotter in Texas. It's not a <laughs> big dick competition. It's still hot. Hot is hot. You might have a bit hotter. It's still hot here. Um, but that's before we get into the show. That's that my going to be my thing that I was going to complain about. Those are my things that's grinding my gears. Because I've said this many times before off air, but now I'm going to bring it to the masses. I'm going to make it official. It might be an unpopular official, position. Bro. Might be a, an unpopular opinion. Maybe because I grew up in England where it's not a big thing. It's a big thing over here. But I'm going to say it. If I had a gavel, I'd boom. Air conditioning is bullshit. Fuck air conditioning. Oh. Here's why. Why is that? I love air conditioning. If I could marry air conditioning, I would. That's not natural. Well, I mean, last week we talked about a guy marrying a lizard. So have at it. That, but, did, um, that did happen, didn't but i think okay air conditioning in in principle sounds great but it's it's people overuse it to the point where look at me let me, let me again if you look, look i'm i'm a very skinny man i'm not a very big man sure and so what happens is so this morning i had this little hoodie on thing this little zip hoodie on and then prior to me leaving mm-hmm. To my uh, journey into the city to go to see the dentist. This is a fun little dentist, but anyway, that's not the point of the story. I was like, oh, it's pretty warm out. And I checked my weather app. Oh, it's going to get even fucking hotter. I don't need this zip putty. So I just went out, shorts and t shirt. Standard. Nice. I'm jealous. And then I get on the bus. And within five minutes, I'm fucking freezing because it's something <laughs> sub zero with the AC on. But then it, you get used to it almost to a point where it's like, oh, it's a little bit cold, but whatever, I'll get used to it. And then as soon as you step off the bus at your destination, fucking heat punches you in the face and it, and it makes you feel even worse. <laughs> I know that punch. Yeah. So it's like, you need to have that equal, like just America, don't go nuts with your AC. Just, just. Take the edge off, make you feel nice when you go inside, but don't do it so wait, it just slaps you in the face. It's horrible. And then and then I get into the doc, uh, dentist's office and they've got the AC on. So I'm sitting there in the dentist chair and I'm cold, but then I've got his fucking hands in my mouth and then the, the hygienist or whatever his assistant with the suction thing in my mouth as well. So I'm, I'm just very uncomfortable today. I've had a day. 
you have had a day, man. And you I think could use a drink. Obviously, I could. I'm using Dr. Pepper right now because it's three o'clock in the afternoon as we're recording this, but whatever. But um, last thing before I'm just complaining now, so because I've had a day, Kush, I've had a day, so I'm just venting now. This is my therapy session. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm here for you, baby. I'm here. Uh, let me be your soundboard. So bounce that shit off me. Obviously, cat out of the bag. I'm British. What? And stereotypically, British people and good teeth don't oh. typically go hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, is, uh, that rumor is out there. Unfortunately, I may have been leaning towards the stereotype. Now, my teeth wasn't as bad as like the, the real stereotypes you see, where it was like, oh, like they weren't fucked up, but they, they could have been a lot better. So mm-hmm. I've been having some work done gradually to make my teeth look very nice. And now they look pretty damn decent, if you ask me. But because all the work they're doing, I guess they want to keep up to date because they like to have like dental records and to, the scans to know that what your teeth look like and they know what, what needs to be done next time and yada, yada, yada. And so they put this thing in my mouth that scans my teeth. And so they have like a mm-hmm. 3D model of my teeth. It's pretty neat. It is very neat. It's pretty damn cool. And I like when the the woman touches the screen and you can see my teeth going whoa, 3D and shit. It's pretty mm-hmm. damn cool. But I don't know about if it's every dentist or just mine, but the fucking camera that they use or the scanner thing is... How do I put this? Um, it's, it's the size um, of a remote control. Well, yeah, sure. I was I was gonna go with dildo size, but sure, that works. And so, and they're just like, I'm fucking deep throating this thing. It's very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> it's not in my throat, but still, it's like every time they do it, I'm just kind of like, I get, I gain a little bit of sympathy for the ladies or or the gentlemen who who like to put put penises in their mouths. But it's horrible, horrible. So men, if you if you ask your significant other to stick your penis in their mouth, you know, have a little sympathy. You know, thank oh, bitch, them. You get a running start on that thing. As soon as that bitch yawns, you just like <laughs> I gotta run right in. Oh, it looks like you got something in your mouth. Let me help it. <laughs> oh, what's that in your mouth? That's my penis. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't enjoy it. So I, I all the time. So if anything, it's very weird that I, from going to dentists in America, I have learned that at no point in my life do I ever want to give a blowjob. That's I, I, that's I, that's settled it. Okay. It doesn't seem my thing. That is actually the uh, American Dental Association's mission statement. You will know if you want a penis in your mouth after this. It's that little slogan. That's their mission statement. How can you find out if you like giving blowjobs since 1914? Or maybe longer. Doing Jesus' work, I guess. That's what she said. Ah, But what have you been up to uh, in the last seven days since we discussed things going on? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I... uh... Did a little house sitting. House sitting is maybe str- too strong a word. I 
friend of mine had to work, but he was expecting a very important delivery. He's like, I got this brand new massage chair coming in and I need you to look test out it. for a cush, make sure the guys get in there and make sure they don't fuck with anything. Like, please test it, make sure it works. And I don't know how much he spent on this, but it's like one of those massage massage chairs that you see at like the mall. Like it's, okay. it's a whole apparatus. It's a, it's a, like you have to it's like, like a lazy boy with engines. It looks like a sarcophagus, man. Like it, you, I feel like I need a degree to operate the thing. Like I sat in it and then you're just engulfed. Like your, your peripheral vision, like there's, there's stuff right here. And then you, you put your arms here and then there's something like kneading into your back. And like, it's, it's giving your, your, your legs and your ankles and your feet a massage all at the same time. It's like, this doesn't feel natural. Right. I hate this. I hate everything about this. How do I turn it off? Um, but, uh, shit i i'm happy for my friend and i'm glad that he's enjoying his well-deserved success but now he's also buying shit like this so oh so it's just like it's gonna be one of those things that just sits there and gathers dust and he like he'll use it once and then no nah, just... it's right in front of the tv so i'm pretty sure he's gonna sit in that thing daily i mean um, is it cut? did you, you know... test it did you test it yeah yeah I so is it, it is it so if you didn't if you don't put the massage feature on, is it a comfortable chair just without the things punching you in no. the muscles? I ah, would say no, because you ah, can't, then, we can't, like, you can't really recline in it. Like, I'm a guy who likes to recline or at least rock or like, you know, oh, lean on two chair. legs. You know, I, I, you're, you're, once you're in the apparatus, you're in the apparatus, man. You might as well be getting ready to blast off to the moon. Okay. Like, it's, it's, it's not, it is definitely designed for massages and massages only. And there will be no blowjobs in the ad share, but FYI. I'd be, be almost a little bit worried about receiving fellatio whilst I'm in a massage chair in case of some of the sudden <laughs> movements. Just... Or kill her or she bites on it. Well, unless she's standing off to the side and then bent over 90 degrees... You're not getting any head in that chair. I bet that diagram's not in the box. No, no, it is not. How funny though would it be if it was? That'd be great. After you, all your instructions of how to put it together. So, okay, page twelve. Ideal positions to receive fellatio in this furniture. Step very... one: don't. Step yeah. two: if you have to, see step one. Big blowjob episode. We should, we should have done all this for episode 69. That'd have been great. Anyway, there you go. We move on. We move on. We're here. Episode 107. My God. Where, at what point? Numbers. Numbers is fun to say before we get into top stories. Uh, numbers. Like, what? Like, are you a, like a, if you could say, if you, are you a 107 guy or are you a 107 guy? Oh, um, it depends on the situation, but I'll usually say 107. What's what's the, what's the, what's the situation that you'd say 107? I Great question. Money. I, I would have like, to be in the If moment. someone owed you money, you wouldn't go, you owe me yeah. $107. That'd be weird. But I, uh, I, I'm flashing back to a trauma in the sixth grade or grade six for you folks from the UK, um, where someone would say like, uh, the answer to that math problem is 107. And he was like, uh, 107. One is a number. Oh, is a 
consonant or a vowel and and seven is another number you're you're saying Damn. one oh seven it's it's 107 yeah i had that they, asshole as my sixth grade teacher would However, we have ex- ex- accepted one zero seven one he probably would have accepted one zero seven yes maybe yeah, we could reach out but to he him. also do that shit we're like get him me, on the show you me teacher can i go to the bathroom you're like well i don't know can you go to the bathroom like dude may i go to the bathroom yes you may go to the bathroom now coach. what the fuck kind of question what? is that like was he was he questioning your skills to urinate out of no, your he, penis he's trying to teach you proper etiquette and proper talk and it's just like um we don't have time for this man like i'm gonna piss all the floor right now if you don't just let me go to the bathroom I don't know. Can you go to the bathroom? Man, Dude, this is algebra class. Teacher. Trying to teach me life lessons or some shit, man. <laughs> God, what a dick. What a dick. Yeah. Um, speaking of dicks, um, Lathan is in the booth, as always. Oh. No offense. No I wonder offense. if he's getting a blowjob. Mm, I doubt it. Um, but uh, Lathan, how you been? What's up? How's you been your week? Hey guys, since Wham has a documentary on Netflix hey right now, I thought oh, now I would be a perfect time to remind people to put some goddamn respect on Andrew Ridgely's name. That man helped George Michael Ooh. become the man he became and had a fucking amazing head of hair. <laughs> that he did. That he did. Do you know what, I, what? Have you seen the documentary? Have you seen the Wham documentary on Netflix? I'm not even familiar with it now. Oh, it's it's actually very good. It's very good. It's just it's like sliced together of like obviously foot by what they called um file footage or archive footage. There we go. And it's mm-hmm. also spliced together of old interview clips. So it's like George Michael is narrating his own documentary, even though he's dead. Okay. Which is insane. And it's really well done. It's okay. very well done. That's right. He did that. So yeah, check that out. Check that out if you're a Wham fan. And it's, it's specifically about Wham? Specifically about the formation of the band, like them okay. two meeting, the formation, and then their five farewell concert, and then they talk about, like, they broke up, and then documentary ends. It's just Wham only. The eight, 70s and the 80s, while such a homophobic time, it's also such such an ignorant time like you saw you saw a guy like george michael and you you, you saw a guy um, um, um dude from queen whose name is blanking i'm right pretty now mercury. Freddie mercury and he'd be like that dude gets all the fucking chicks bro like he fucking like him and the dude from judas priest they all just they're all just pussy hounds man they just go out there and they just bang, 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 bang. nope 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 they all enjoy penises in their mouth they enjoy getting their teeth scanned at the dentist. <laughs> Is that a euphemism for blowjobs? Yeah, I went to the club last night, Mike Fish, and I totally scanned some chick's teeth. It was amazing. <laughs> well, um, it, it, with, I guess with 2023 eyes, it's one of those things like, oh, and, and people had no idea George Michael was gay. And you're like, really? No clue. You see it but, now, and you're like, of course. Like, but it also, it was the '80s, so like a, a man wearing a crop top, like wasn't unusual. Uh, it was like, eh, 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 it's the '80s, whatever. Like it's, like, it's weird because not not that there is a like typical look 
for a gay man or a you know but you, you, the, the, the gaydar at this point is pretty good right generally because there's something because i remember one uh, a few years back when um someone came up to me and i, I this, is, this is the weird thing not to get too deep music but i always find it weird that when someone like I guess comes out, that people have to be like, I had to tell someone. Oh my god, did you fuck? Did you hear? This person's gay. They have to like tell me. Like okay, cool. But yeah, I remember someone answering me was like, Oh, did you hear? Ricky Martin's gay. And he was one of those. I was like, ah, Yeah, <laughs> I, I imagine. I bet he is. Yeah, I'm sure. Not surprising. Did I ever tell you that my mum? My mum's a big thing. I remember she, a girlfriend. I bet she's never listened to this. me like Ricky Martin is. Okay, and I'm like, how do you know? I don't know. He seems to be like the ladies love him. Like, why wouldn't he be loving the ladies? Like, sure, he's a dancer, whatever. He's he's Hispanic. They all dance. It's, it's, I don't I don't see what the issue is. And then sure enough, oh, gay, gay as the day is long, and good for him. FYI, we're happy for Ricky Martin if he's I, happy. I said a theory. Maybe that's why there's so many homophobic men in this world. Because I bet typically, not all of them. Break it down. But I bet typically homophobic men come from the age where they're growing up and they just, they hardly had any women. They couldn't get the ladies. And so when they see like a, a George Michael or a Ricky Martin, two gorgeous looking fellas, and they find out they're gay, mm -hmm. it's almost like that they're just mad at them. It's like, you could have so much women and you're wasting this and I couldn't get any. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe. I think I've, I think I've stumbled across uh, I think the joke from. It's weird how coming out gay as a musician will either enhance your career or destroy it. Um, there was a young gentleman in the 90s named Kevin Campbell. Again, sings love songs r&b can we talk for a minute oh that's a great song he does song. that whole thing sure enough it's a great song right and he had that had that good like the good vibe of like this yeah, would have been amazing in the ghostbusters 2 soundtrack ghostbusters 2 soundtrack had a vibe Ooh, ghostbusters 2 soundtrack better than the movie anyways um mr mr campbell actually got caught at a truck stop or whatever public bathroom with his penis in man's mouth radio play and he hasn't come out with a hit since then i think he I think he got to do the goofy movie and then he's gone hate to see it i'm just waiting there for kush kush to reconnect you look like a blurry gangster right now Pause. Youth program counselor. Oh, I mean, you're coming in loud and clear. I'm having no issues on this end here. Just because my internet's good. Fix your internet, Kush. Oh, that is correct. Kush Get is good uh... internet. Get good. At this point, I'm just I'm just waiting to like be interrupted by your internet by going, you've got mail. 
and then someone will phone a house and you'll get disconnected. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> right, beautiful. I think it's back with us now. It's back with us Fine, now. I'm trying to download something um, on the internet. Hey. Hey. I'm there back. for a second. Right. Ooh. Sorry, I just froze. Um, that was just... That was as dramatic as when I was phasing in and out last week. I was like, oh, no, did mom and dad not kiss at the prom? Uh, did they find out Tevin Campbell was gay and then not kiss? Oh, no. Shout out to Kevin Campbell. Anyway, let's... Oh, God, there he goes. Oh, God. Um, Let's kick into gear. Let's get the show into gear because otherwise we'll never end. It's time for this week's Top Stories. It's now time for this week's top stories. Top story this week, Fang uh, Fuck Sports is back. I know you're probably thinking, what? It came back a while ago. But you remember, you remember Kush, a couple of years ago, there was this thing. Um, you may have heard of it. It was called the COVID-19 pandemic. It was, it was on the news a few times. I don't know if you uh, if it reached you out oh, there yeah, in the West yeah. Coast. Some people uh, virus ID 2019. Yeah, some people got you know I got, I got thanks to that I've now got like three microchips in me tracking my every move apparently, which is awesome because Bill Gates is a big fan of me. But, yeah, um, too. but during that whole early thing, obviously you know people had to stay away a bit from crowds. So sports, you know, big crowds at sports can't have big crowds of sports and kind of people touching each other and tackling each other and things like that. So sports went out the window, no sports for you. And then gradually over time, they started coming back. Finally, after three long years, the pinnacle of sports has finally returned and we can enjoy it like God intended us to. Because this past weekend in Congham in England, the Snail Racing World Championships finally returned. Let's hear it. Let's give it up. Whoop. I missed that shit. Oh, you know, what do you, what have I, what do I, what does that anyone bet on? I'm happy to snail racing. But yeah, snail racing event made its return this past weekend in England. But we're not going to get there. This isn't the dumb world record segment, segment, but this is a world record event because this snail racing world championships was awarded the Guinness World Record as the longest running. This this could qualify as a dumb world record, to be fair. When you, a, as the longest running humane snail racing world championships. Like that's fucking niche. Like I want to see who <laughs> who holds the world record for the non-humane snail race. Who is that? What? what the, how is it? How do you have a non-humane? <laughs> are you just three? Just, just throwing them? Cracking a whip at it, throwing bricks at it. Move, you stupid snail! Come down faster, faster! I got ten bucks on this. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, apparently that's uh, so yeah, it returned finally. Which was, the, the story doesn't really go into why it was delayed for so long because it just says that it's returned after being suspended in 2020 due to the COVID 19 pandemic. So did they just forget 
about to do it in 2021, 2022, because I guess maybe it's now a world championship. Oh, shit. That was supposed to be. It last would week. be terrible oh, if any of those snails caught COVID. Right? You have to like space the lanes out a little bit more, stitch up little masks for the poor little snails. Make it safe. <laughs> I got a little snail masks on. Maybe that's that what. Maybe that's why it was a humane event because they couldn't run it until they finally worked out how to vaccinate the snails. Oh and my now God. they're finally it's vaccinated. Little, the snails. Itty bitty little snail syringe, just a little. And then it's like boop 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 boop. <laughs> Striking him, um, but yes, you'll be glad to find out that the idea because you know who's wondering. Uh, the event was founded by a Tom Yules in 1960 after he attended a snail racing event in France. Which is of course, the French ah, the French, like it's, it's got but imagine the snail racing world championships in, in, in France is more like a Hunger Games situation, like the winner doesn't get eaten. That's how that works. Because French right. love right. that escargot. Who was who, who the first weirdo to look at a snail and go, hmm, my stomach is a rumbling. Get it was that definitely a French slimy person. bad boy in and my I, stomach. I have, without pulling up the internet in front of us right now, I would have to imagine that something to do with one of the wars. Like there's, we're just surrounded by debris. There's nothing to eat. Food's not coming in for at least a week. Oh, there's there's some snails over there, and well, they do look kind of juicy. They're they're definitely not dry. No. Um, oh, I reckon it started yeah. a deer. Surely it was a deer. Had to be it. Like you you eat it. I don't want to eat it. You eat it. I'll give you one Come frank on. if you eat it. Well, look. I bet you ten francs. You won't eat that snail. Ten whole francs. Wow. Look at Uncle Money. Look at Monsieur Moneybags over here. It's a lot of money back in them days. In the, the 19 thingsies. Um, so yes, Guinness World Records is now named the annual event, the longest running humane snail racing world championship. The race features snails attempts to cover a distance of 13 inches. So I don't, imagine not a big crowd watching this. Maybe like two people gathered around here. Um, guess, guess what is the world record? Because you know, like Usain Bolt, 100 meters in like nine point whatever fucking seconds. How long do you reckon the fastest snail was to cover 13 inches? For reference, 13 inches is uh, the average size of... Um, a liar's penis. So, <laughs> a liar's penis. Good. Sir. Well said, sir. Well said. Uh, you know what? Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. I think I'm still wrong. To get thirteen inches for a snail. Archie was the name of the snail. In 1995, mm-hmm. covered thirteen inches. In 22 seconds. Shut up. Did they put a wow. fucking rocket up his ass? I don't know where the snail's ass is, Probably. but... 22, that's pretty... That's... Why you... That's... 
That's what was that like a point six of an inch per second? Mm. Uh, well, actually, no, that's probably that's pretty average now. Well, I guess it's not average now. Basically, it's the world record fastest stuff. But yeah, no, twenty minute. But there, there you go, Archie. Shout out to Archie. So yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm sure it'd be on Archie. like ESPN Plus at some point. Everything's on that fucking channel. So the world's now racing world championships return this past Sunday. Catch it on demand on something. Um, next story is humans. Humans are dicks, and oh, a zoo yeah. in, in Toronto, part. specifically the Toronto Zoo. So I'm going to assume maybe there's oh. only one zoo in Toronto. This Probably. is ridiculous, right? Um. Oh, wait, sorry, Lathan's got his hand up. Did you have something to add to the snail oh. racing? Snail racing? Why not go full hog and do the insect Olympics? Grasshopper long jump, beetle weightlifting, and... Hmm, how about fucking dragonfly tennis? Dragonfly tennis, boom! I guess they'd use the wings as, as the rackets. I'm also picturing a dragonfly with a little sweatband on his forehead. And like a Swedish little, dragonfly. Little yeah, and got a little tennis racket. No, I, 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 its wings kind of look like a fancy tennis racket. Anyway, yes. So Toronto Zoo. Thank you, Leighton, for that. Um, Toronto Zoo. This is really weird. This is really sad that people have to say this, but um. The Toronto Zoo is asking visitors to help limit screen time for certain primates by refraining refraining from showing cell phone videos to the gorillas. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing people were doing. So the zoo posted signs outside the gorilla enclosure asking visitors not to use their phones to show photos or videos to the gorillas quote as some content can be upsetting and affect their relationships and behavior within the family so okay hmm. but yeah who who is so lonely that you go to the zoo and like, oh, that gorilla over there i reckon they would really be interested in this puppy video that i found online <laughs> they might be but like, hey hey that's you that's you bro he's in, he's in jungle book look <laughs> why are you doing this like I'm, i've been to several zoos in my lifetime at no point have i thought oh, yeah we really appreciate this photo Fucking weirdos out there, man. Like, you have to have signs up for everything. Like, don't shit your pants. Oh, thank you, sign. Thank you. Oh, I mean, that's an important sign. That, that, that sign should be everywhere, honestly. Um, But so, uh, Holly Ross, a behavioral husbandry supervisor. This is a really interesting job title. That's, that's an interesting title. Yeah, yeah, yeah said, quote, we just want the gorillas to be able to be gorillas. I mean, that's a fair, fair request, I guess. Okay. Sure, um, sure. 
we've had a lot of members and guests that actually will put their phones up to the glass and show them videos. And Nasir, who's one of the gorillas, is so into the videos. Oh, it was causing him to be distracted and not interacting with the other gorillas. And, you know, being a gorilla, he was just so enthralled with the gadgets and the phones and the videos. Hmm. What videos are, are they possibly showing him? I'm sure we've asked that two or three times now, but like, honestly, yeah. Doesn't we're, say. But were yeah, kids I thinking... assholes in the UK when you went to the zoo as a, as a child on a field trip? Like, you know, the teachers would specifically say, do not taunt the gorillas. And then maybe we wouldn't, but some other class didn't get the message. So we would see kids taunting the gorillas. And guess what? The gorillas would get mad. And then they would just start picking up clumpfuls of shit and throwing it at children. Which is a perfect, I think, I think that should be, you know, normalized for all, you know, because we're very connected to the gorillas on a, on a DNA level. Mm -hmm. There's not much different. Was it like 98% we share DNA with apes and chimps and gorillas and all that stuff. And that's what, it's so I close. think we should normalize that. You know, we haven't evolved that much. Who are we? We're not too big for that. If a kid is acting annoying, I should be able to throw my shit at him. It'll, it'll teach him a lesson, I think. <laughs> Why not? Just saying. Just saying. So, yeah. Just saying. Stop showing your fucking... I'm guessing that didn't happen at the, at the London Zoo. No, I, I was fortunate enough to not have any shit thrown at me. I've, I've So far, 37 okay. years on this earth, I've avoided other people's shit or other primate shit. Well, children yeah, in the 80s and 90s in San Francisco are assholes then. Because I saw a lot of shit get thrown at children on field trips. They should just put up a giant sign that says... Listen here, Susan, I know you haven't got many friends, but the gorillas don't want to watch your TikTok dance either. Give it a rest and get a fucking real job, honey. <laughs> Damn. Woo. Lean into that. Woo. A real job, honey. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> sassy. He's on, he's on one stage. We woke him up early. I bet he's not a morning person. But yeah, not. keep you just take if you want take pictures of the gorillas, but don't. Well, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Instead of taking a picture of the gorillas, and the gorillas like, whoa, 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 whoa. did you get to get my good side? Keep show me, show me that. No, retake it, retake it. No, no. It, it probably had to be something stupid like I'm gonna take a selfie now with this gorilla, and then the gorilla like, ooh, ooh, screen, what's on, what's on screen, screen. And they're like, oh, you want to look at the screen? Here, look at the screen. Look at that. Oh, oh look, at, look at this Because like the, the only thing that worries me is the things where it says some content can be upsetting. Right, so what, what it's showing like Paul Yeah, again, what are, my mind went there also. That, that, people are fuckheads, so they probably are showing the gorilla's porn, right? So, all relates back to last week's Maybe it's the people from last week who are the ones who are into the Tijuana donkey show. Mm. Trying to get the gorillas turned on. Hmm? Mm. 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 Anyway. I don't know if I approve of that. Oh, I imagine 
Gorilla Six is very violent and aggressive. Yes. But there you go. Stop showing videos to the chimps. Just let them be chimps. All right. Otherwise, I'll throw shit at you. Um, let's move on. We've already spoke about one Guinness World Record. Ooh, let's move on to another in this week's Dumb World Record of the Week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? Uh? Okay. This week's Dumb World Record comes to us from España, the home of bull riding or bull fighting and uh, the running of the bull and other really dumb stuff where a really big angry animal is running at you. Dumb. That is dumb. Anyway, that's the dumb part. Um, quote, a serial record breaker from Spain added a new title to his name by running... Can I, can I, can I get a... Do we have a drum roll leaping? Do we have a drum roll leaping? No? Okay, brilliant. Um, work on that for next week, please. Um, by running 100 meters... Whilst wearing high heels. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's they, too they, late. They, uh... Too late, Nathan. You too late. Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah, he did a hundred meter sprint like whilst wearing high also. heels. So Christian Roberto Lopez Rodriguez, which is far too many names, if you ask me. Or maybe too many syllables here. What is it? Christian Roberto Lopez Rodriguez. It's 11 syllables. That's obnoxious. Um, 34-year-old donned 2.76-inch stiletto heels and ran 100 meters. Now, you're already like 0 for 1 on working out how fast things go. So try to work, try to claw back some dignity here, Kush. Imagine... A 34-year-old man wearing 2.76-inch stiletto heels. How fast can he run 100 meters, do you think? Jeez. Because we're using the metric system here, I'm not even sure how long 100 meters is. But I will just say 15 seconds. Not bad, actually. Not bad. 12.82 seconds. So this dude... This dude was about... Because in the Olympics, the 100 meter, that's the, the big main event. That's all people care about. It's a 100 meter sprint. And that's one Usain Bolt did the whole, as me previously about 9.7 seconds. This dude was like three seconds off the world record and he was wearing high heels. I don't know why he's fucking around with this. He should put on actual running shoes and see how far he, he might be able to make the Olympics. <laughs> he might. He might. Uh, he's. He's got the benefit of having half a hoe in him because he wouldn't be able to do that. That's still little stilettos. That's um, that's how that's my impression of running in stilettos because I will never no, wear it. Very easy because I'm. Um, Rodriguez, Mister Rodriguez said, "Quote: The preparation was very exhaustive and specific." Well, yeah, that's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for you stating find the, right the obvious. Shoes, that's it. There, buddy. You know, training to run a hundred meters in two point seven six high 
heel stilettos. The training for that was pretty specific. Well, good. I bet it probably helped. Um, and then he said, quote, I find it very challenging to be able to run in high heels or high speed. Then why the fuck did you do it? Because <laughs> it was there. Senor. Fucking hell. Just do something else. You're apparently you're a serial. He doesn't say what other records he broke, but you're a serial record breaker. Do something else. I don't know. But there you go. I would so like I guess to put him up against any average hooker on the outskirts of the, the bad part of town and oh, see yeah. us. I bet they're faster. I bet those ladies are faster. I just go up to him and like get him to stand next to her inconspicuously and then just walk up to her and like snatch some money out of her hand and see how far she goes. I bet she can break that world record. No, no, you go snatching money out of her hand is gonna lead to uh, something violent happening. So don't do that. However, get get a get a police siren and just play a few decibels of that and then watch the fun happen. Like, oh that's but then that's they're, they're like running scuffling. It's like, no, you're supposed to go in a straight line. You're ruining the world record attempt. Fuck's sake. Well, the chicks that don't run on a straight line, they lose. How about that? Maybe because apparently rumor has it right because on a certain side of town I don't I know it's not in Vegas is it Reno there's one area in around that area where prostitution is legal and so there's a mm. there's a specific yeah, yeah. street I don't know what the street is but where literally like the border is on that street so on one side of the street there's nothing and then literally on the other side of the street is just lots of prostitutes just lining up and. Mm. So it's, I'm, I'm, yeah, rumor has it. The laws I'm, in Nevada are weird. Like, but rumor has it. I'm, I'm, might be going to Las Vegas for Thanksgiving this year. Maybe, maybe I can try to find someone to break this world record. Oh, that'd be fun. It'll cost you some what, money. What did you sure. think I was going to do? It'll still cost you some money. But... Yeah. What, what, what did you think I was going to say? I, for, well, for the sake of your marriage, I would avoid interacting with any women of the night or any 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 oh, sex Vegas, workers of any gender. Possible. Every time Not you go true. into a casino and you're playing the slots, there's always one coming up. So it always starts the same way. Hey, honey. Okay, you got a spare cigarette, honey? And you give them a cigarette, and they go. So, what are you doing in there right now? Uh, would you would you like to uh, would you like to inspect my teeth? Are you, are you staying would you, would you like in the to take a digital scan of my teeth? <laughs> Fifty bucks for you to inspect my teeth. Congratulations, the antibiotics have worked, so I'm all clear, honey. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Ooh. But no, no, I wasn't. That, that would have been a weird segue of like talking about, you know, a person breaking the world record for 100 meters and wearing two and a half inch high heel stilettos. And then you saying that a hooker could probably run that very quicker. And then me going, speaking of which, I might fuck one in Vegas. That'd be a weird segue. It wouldn't be the smartest segue you've ever had. No. In fact, I am we should not... just erase this from our. Let's just erase this. 
Splash that out right out of your skull. There you go. I got a spam message coming through. Oh. It says, did, good did evening. Did that Nigerian prince get back to you? No, it just says, good evening. How was your day? Lovely. Thank you for asking. Yeah. That's I don't know how message. that scam works. Am I supposed to text back saying, who the fuck are you? And then just by texting them back, they can steal my identity? I don't know how that works. Mm. Nope. We're, mo- we're moving on up to the Fanta, baby. Uh-oh. Ooh. Shit's about to get crazy on the flippy floppy side. Because that does bring it close to the first half of episode 17. Still to come, middle of the show quiz, Mission Impossible 7 part 1 review. Oh, fucking hate that title already. And much, much more. So stick around. Smash that subscribe button, all that good stuff. You know what to do, jolly old Nick. And we'll be right back after this short break. <laughs> fastest sport utility vehicle introducing the new 245 horsepower grand cherokee 59 limited it's now time for the middle of the show quiz hey welcome back to Wolfbox. episode 107 107 not 107 it's uh yeah. Still to come, we got Mission Impossible, movie review, and much, much more. But it is the middle of the show, so it's perfect time if you ask me for the middle of the show quiz. What I do here is ask Kush five questions and five only. Expect the exercise. Um, and he actually has to try to get all five out of five for a clean sweep. But if not, three out of five for the win. If he gets a question right, he hears this noise. Which eventually will make him happy. Someday, Unfortunately, maybe. if he gets a question wrong, he hears this noise. It makes me say, so yeah, this week, I'm a sad this, boy. So, last week, we, we ventured into the IMDb top 250 TV shows and we played higher and lower. It's fantastic. If you didn't check it out, go back to episode 106. Um, but this time, what I didn't realize, if you click on IMDb, if you click on the TV shows, it has a little synopsis, a very like a one sentence synopsis. So what I did mm-hmm. here is I picked five TV do? shows from the top 250. Five of them. And I have okay. plucked their IMDb synopsis. And so I'm going to read the synopsis to you. And you have to try to guess which TV show I'm talking about. Now, I'm either going to destroy this or I'm going to be destroyed by this. Now, little uh, little disclaimer. Some of the, the descriptions, the synopsis, I have to change some of them because some of them just blatantly say, this is a show. Um, Mike and Carol Brady get together and ha- what don't know what to do with six children in one bathroom. No. So yeah, I wonder what that here we go. 
Lathan, producer Lathan, hit us with some tense music, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. TV show number one, Mr. Hayes. A chemistry teacher diagnosed with inoperable cancer turns to manufacturing and selling drugs with a former student in order to secure his family's future. It's an easy one. I've never seen one single episode of this, but it's breaking bad. Correct the mundo. Number two, let's see if they get a little bit harder. Alright. A mob boss deals with personal and professional issues that affect his mental state, leading him to seek professional psychiatric counseling. I haven't seen every episode of this, but I have seen most of them, and that series finale is still hilarious. Uh, at least the, the, the public reaction to it. What I'm going with is this is The Sopranos. Yeah. It did actually start with New Jersey mob boss, but I thought if that would make it even easier, but there you go. All right, yeah. number three, I number three. Number three. Noble families fight for control while an ancient enemy returns after being dormant for millennia. I did not want to like this show and it actually had to wait four seasons before I finally like binged it while I was going through nicotine withdrawals when I quit smoking over nine years ago. Um, but we are talking about Game of Thrones. Dude, more killing obscure it. ones. Uh, uh, All right, let's see if you can go through a clean sweep. Let's see if you can go. So number four. Ordinary people find themselves in extraordinary astounding situations which they each try to solve in a remarkable manner. Actually, I'll be impressed if you get this one. Holy shit. This sounds like a game show. Oh, Squid Game? Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Now that was actually, to be fair, when I copied and pasted this, even I was like, really? Um, this is the IMDb synopsis for The Twilight Zone. Hmm. Can you repeat the synopsis then? Wow. Ordinary people find themselves in extraordinary, astounding situations, which they each try to solve in a remarkable manner. Sounds like MacGyver right, or something well, to me. Sounds like, definitely sounds more like MacGyver than The Twilight Zone, which is just an anthology show. There's no... There's no specific person in the Twilight Zone outside of Rod Serling, and obviously he's dead now. Um, wow. I love for this for this game that we're playing, that, that was a great synopsis for IMDb. That's fucking bullshit. Every week he managed to kill terrorists with a paper. Anyway, number five. Number five. MacGyver. Oh. Magi MacGyver. Okay, now we're not. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, that's been a great synopsis on IMDb. Every week, this guy kills terrorists with a paperclip. Ah, number five. The continuing misadventures of a neurotic New York City comedian and his equally neurotic friends. Number two. 
See, this is a tricky one. My mind is telling me I want to go one direction, but related to the same people, it could go the opposite direction into a whole different show. But I will just succumb and say Seinfeld, but this could also be Premier Enthusiasm. You win! Yay! Congratulations, that was Seinfeld. Man, we I haven't heard gonna... that sound effect in a while. I was going to I was going to like sneak in my own one and I was going to do like uh, a uh, stand up comedian intimidates female comedians by aggressively masturbating in their faces but um oh the Louis show yeah <laughs> but I guess it's weird but you know what's that. crazy that show was it wasn't bad, I remember. Praised. It wasn't bad. It was a good show. It was a good show, and then he had his, his he had his thing. He had his incident. Scorched from the earth, and salt poured all on the soil so it never grows back. It's just like, jeez, oh, the guy just the guy asked if he could jerk off in front of his friend. He didn't even like force him. He just he even he asked. He asked for consent. Hey, Sarah Sol, mind if I jerk off in front of you? Like. Still, it's still a weird question. You, you have to, you have to really know that person. There are weird people. There, there are weird people. Comedians are weird people. Oh, there's, there a, there's, there's, there's many people I'm very, 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 very close with. I've known them for mm-hmm. several years. Some of them, a couple of decades. But even I would be like, mm, I don't think they'd be cool if I asked them that. I agree. It would not be cool if you asked them that. But again, these are weird people. Very weird people. And guess weird. what? Someone went, yeah, sure, Louis C.K. You want to masturbate in front of me? It's going to take like 15 seconds. Yes. <laughs> so good. Look at having in 15 seconds. It'll be fine. Oh, you're going to do it in the plant? You're going to just the plant? Uh, Great. Uh, All right. The further away from me, the better. But yeah, you knock yourself out, buddy. How much How much, uh, How much? much money we're talking about here, Louis? Huh? Huh? No money. No what? Money. No, no if, if Louis C.K. had come up to me and asked to masturbate in front of me, I would be like, I want some silence money, buddy. And then he lace, like, lace well, my palms with cash. In front of you, not sir. semen. I wasn't going to come in your hands, and I will not be paying. Good day, sir. Good day. Good day. I say good day. Yeah. I say good day. Say good day. Speaking of people that should be wiped from existence, it's now time for the next segment, which is the trapdoors. Happy, happy, happy birthday to Mr. Benedict Cumberpatch, who today celebrates his 47th birthday. Benedict Cumberpatch is only 10 years older than me. What the fuck is going on? Who would have found? He's he's only three years older than me. Maybe two years older than me. Crazy. Remember when no one knew who Benedict Cumberbatch was, and then all of a sudden everybody knew who Benedict Cumberbatch was? And it works. Netflix had a lot to do with that on the Sherlock show, but like, was, was oh, no, that was a, that was the British you, Broadcasting like, Company. Nope. It was a BBC show in the UK before it hit Netflix. Okay, so he was definitely on your. He was a part of your. He was on my radar oh, before. I'm sure it's before yours. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There you go. 
But also he did a lot of theatre. He was a thespian. He did a lot of theatre work. Mm. Um, I, uh, I, as as you may have heard, Mike, I, I I see a lot of movies, and there's this company called Fathom Events. They're a small distributor, and sometimes, usually around Halloween, at least the last couple of years, they'll be like, "Check out the live stage presentation of Frankenstein starring Benedict Cumberbatch." And I was like, "That actually sounds pretty fucking dope. I would like to check that out." And I still haven't done it yet, but it's, I'm, I'm sure it'll be back this October as well. But sometimes I think movies should people just stop trying to adapt movies into Broadway shows or live action shows. Like I keep see, hearing it on the radio over here. Oh, now I'm broad, coming back to Broadway. Hey, it's the Back to the Future musicals. Oh, that sounds horrible. I don't want to. Or horribly fun. No, I bet it's fucking horrible. I would check it out. I first I would check out how much tickets are. And then depending on oh, how it's much Broadway, there, I would so it's going to be something stupid. But the one uh, thing I do appreciate in in the, in the in the in the radio commercial, what they do say is like go to I don't know what the website is. I'm going to make it up. So it's like uh, go to Back to the Future Musical dot com and get your tickets yesterday. It's ah oh, get it, go back in time and get them yesterday. Ah. That's clever. That's clever. Everybody. <laughs> I know Broadway had a Rocky, had a Rocky musical. No. Yeah, it was like, I think close to 20 years ago now. But um, it got nominated for a Tony, which is Broadway's Academy Awards. Yeah. And they did a scene out of it. And guess what? These two dudes are in a ring and they're sparring. And then because you got to get that dramatic sweep, but it's a two-dimensional stage. So you, there's obviously not a camera flying around. They actually had stagehands surrounded by the ring and just spinning the ring around. Like there was a lot of labor involved in it, but like you, you needed those guys to fucking you needed that dramatic boxing match. Whoa, Adrian, I'm busy. Whoa. Well, you know they're definitely not. I'm sure they would like to be spinning it faster if they could, but it's 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 still a boxing ring, and those things, you know, one and dizzy a half boxing. Tons. It's Put it in the Olympics. You get dizzy. Well, you get punched in the face and you're dizzy. So, sure. No, you do the Sorry whole, you know, face. close your eyes and I'll spin you, like, put sit on a, on, a, on, a, on a chair and I'll spin you around 10 times and then go fight each other. And you're like, whoop, whoop. I mean, you could just pour a half pint of rum down my throat, too, and get the same effect. No, that's, that's, that's a different category. That's drunk boxing. The International Olympic Committee okay. wouldn't wouldn't dare mix alcohol with the 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 prestige of the dizzy boxing category. But yeah, maybe I'll have to check it out on YouTube see if I can find that. Is it like a, a reenactment Ooh. of the movie? Like, is there is there a scene in there where it's like at Rocky's yeah, yeah. apartment and he's like, "I want to have sex with you," and she's like, "No, I don't want to have sex with you. Come on, have sex with me. I'm going up in you up against this wall. Oh, I love you now." that from the musical come on see my children that was amazing that was amazing Why do you have that captured on video Clip it. you're so funny mike fish <laughs> you're so fucking funny rocky the musical anyway um so, yeah, I, didn't, I never got to see it it might be on youtube that's a great question and uh we should find that out after the show um yeah yeah, yeah. let's let's 
Trapdoor, trapdoor. So yeah, anyway, this is a very uh, totally. You can tell that I put this together last minute. Uh, since it's Benedict Cumberbatch's birthday, we are celebrating that by deciding which actor who has previously played Sherlock Holmes in on TV or in the movie is the worst and has to go down the trap door. Sherlock Holmes special, lovely jubbly. So, okay. and I'm assuming you've seen most movies you know what, I only know of Cumberbatch about. and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Ooh. I'm not a big Sherlock guy, so I'm going to be surprised by this list, I feel. Well, here we go then. So I'll 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 put them in the new order then since I'll, I'll go with the ones you've seen twice already and then I'll do the surprises. <gasps> so yeah, so the four options on the trap door this week are from Sherlock Holmes the movie Robert Downey Jr. Option number 2 from the Sherlock TV series, Benedict Cumberbatch. From the movie, Holmes and Watson. Whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. Go, who did not hear? I did not hear the answer at all. Like, I heard what? the TV show and then went... <laughs> oh, well, Benedict Cumberbatch. The birthday boy. Okay, okay. All right. Oh. Anyway. All right, next number three. Please. Option number three from the movie Holmes and Watson, Will Ferrell. Or option number four from the Netflix movie Enola Holmes, we have Henry Cavill. Oh, okay. so your four options there Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberpatch, Will Ferrell, or Henry Cavill. Okay. show you working this feels pretty simple this feels pretty simple so we're not getting rid of henry cavill also the enola Holmes. i it has been brought to my attention now multiple times and multiple times i've still been surprised oh that's a movie and not a tv series on netflix oh okay i still have no desire to see it it's not uh, bad but let's see henry cavill like is it good yeah, because it's obviously it's based on um on the book Anola Holmes. So it's the focal point is Sherlock Holmes, oh, his little sister. No, I had no idea that was there was even a book about Anola well, Holmes. Um, yeah, Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes, and I can't remember now. Off the top of my head, it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. Um, there's some fella that plays uh, what's what's Sherlock's. Mon 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 his brother Sherlock Holmes' his brother's name um. Montague, yes, yeah, Mon Mon because of the Cumberbatch anyway. series, I know Sherlock had a brother, and then I was like, oh, he also has a sister now. Eh, whatever. Um, also, the there was a guy who finally, after a hundred years without having a Sherlock Holmes, just wrote a brand new Sherlock Holmes novel, and it became a bestseller. And then that man went on to direct uh, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> like, oh. You, you might know to, you might know what to do with ancient properties. Uh, you, you did a great with Sherlock. How, how about uh, how about you direct a Star Trek movie? Anyways, anyway, that, but yeah, so uh, the... so yes, um, it's Millie Bobby Brown who I can't stand. So I was shocked that I actually enjoyed. She's from this like movie. Stranger Things, right? Yes. Um, Henry yeah, Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes. Sam Clef Cleflin. Um, he plays Mycroft Holmes, the brother, other brother, 
And then Helena Bollum Carter plays Eudoria Holmes, the mother. That's Sherlock's mom. Sherlock's mom. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's not bad. Well, if you if you um, like I say, don't go out your way to see it, but um, if you ever are got oh, I've got nothing else to do. It's not that bad, but I do. I did leave wanting more. Like, I really liked the, the 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 chemistry between Sherlock and Mycroft. And I was like, oh, I okay. get it. It's a, I get it's a Nola Holmes movie, but I kind of want to see more Sherlock and Mycroft. But there you go. Okay. Well, always leave them wanting more. Wanting more yes. is the best best reaction you can have as an audience member. So that's good. Um. Anyways, Henry Cavill. You're not going down that trap door, sir. Benedict Cumberbatch. It's your birthday. So you're also not going down the trap door because it's your birthday. We're going to save you like it's your birthday. He's, he's a great actor, too. Like, I, I appreciate very, very good. the majority of stuff I've seen him in. I hated his role in Star Trek uh, Into Darkness, but that was not his fault. He just signed he was, up for the role. Do you know what he was creative. fantastic in? What was he fantastic in? Zoolander 2. Did not see it. Oh, he is fantastic. He is hilarious. You should check it out. I'll just take your word for it, but yeah, I bet he's a funny dude. I bet he's a funny dude. I bet they put him in a funny situation. That's probably the funniest thing about that movie. Maybe. Anyway, so he's he's safe. He's safe. Yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., you're not going anywhere either, buddy. Like, we... The world loves you. You you have had quite quite a success story. And if I may remind the Serb squad in the Waffle Box that uh, there was a time where the most dangerous thing that might happen to you is Robert Downey Jr. breaking into your house. And guess what? He's you left the door unlocked. He didn't fucking break a window. He didn't fucking pry prying with a pry bar, dude. He he came into your house. He took a nap on your couch. He didn't destroy nothing. His clothes are folded neatly to the side, so when he wakes up, he can just put them back on. And if you're not a dick about it, he might even make you breakfast. All right. I do remember us discussing. That's the time I want to return to. You know, who would not want Robert Downey Jr. to break into their house and take a nap? But wasn't he an alcoholic at the time? And a, a, a aggressive, aggressive drug addict. Yeah, so maybe... maybe uh, but that's the thing. For, he, for the sake of him, let's not go back to those times. No, no, for his health, let's let's not go back to those times. But that was a time that was really good. Again, the most dangerous thing that might happen is Robert Downey Jr. might break into your house. Not disturb you. Again, because he's like, they don't want to deal with a, a drunk asshole right now. So I'm just going to take a nap right over here. Don't, don't mind. Don't mind. Don't mind. Anyways, also, this to his credit, to... Robert Downey Jr. is possibly the only human being who can make a documentary about his dad's slow death and make it entertaining. I haven't like, seen that. Is that on Netflix? It's really, I, don't, I don't know what. I meant to watch this, it and then I, I didn't. There's like 28 it. different streaming services now, but I don't know. Yes, you were correct. But it, it's, correct. I, I did um, see it. So it's probably on, it's either on Apple TV. I don't I think it's on Netflix, but it might be on Netflix. Amazon, maybe. I don't think it was on. Max. I would very much like to see it. I would very much uh, like to see it. But yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Mm. Completely forgot it existed until you just brought it up. Will Ferrell, 
God bless you, sir. You are an American. Uh, you are an American, and you're an American. You're a national <laughs> treasure when it comes to comedy, sir. But when you the when you swing and you hit big, motherfucker, you hit that shit right out of the park. But when you swing and you miss, you somehow end up smacking yourself in the head with the bat. And anyone laughs. Holmes and Watson, no, they do not. Unfortunately, they do. They're like, oh my god, that man's head is that man's skull is split open and he is bleeding profusely now. That's that is Holmes and Watson. I have still not seen it because it looked terrible. It also had the misfortune of coming out with another buddy picture, also starring John C. Riley, Christmas the, the day after Christmas, and that was the um, the Laurel and Hardy movie. Hmm. Were you familiar with that? I wasn't, but I could see him playing Laurel. Yeah. In uh, 2016, 2017, the day after Christmas, two John C. Riley films came out. One was Holmes and Watson, and the other one was Stan and Ollie, which is the name of the film. And yeah, he obviously, he played, I want to say he played the skinnier one. I, I don't remember which one is the skinnier one. Um, and Holmes and Watson fucked that movie up. Like, that movie was on its way to like become an Oscar nominee, and they're like, People got like, oh, that, that bullshit with Will Ferrell? We're not nominating that. It was like, no, no, it's the wrong movie, guys. Like, it's, it's a really good movie. Like, saw it on a plane. Fantastic thing. Stan and Ollie. Go see Stan and Ollie. Anyway, Will Ferrell, sorry to lose you, bro. We love you, but you have to do this for the greater good. Oh, blah. Oh. He's an American and American icon. Well, there you go. Right, we've just kind of been diving into movies and stuff like that. So why not, you know, go full bore and talk about a new movie that's just coming out? Um, it's now time for Kush's movie review. Kush's movie review. Yes, Kush's movie review. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's episode 107 of Waffbox Kush's movie review. If you are watching the standalone version, don't forget to flip the thumbs up button, give us a subscribe, and all that good stuff. This week on the movie review, Kush is talking about, let me read the full title Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part. One. I hate (laughs) movies that do this shit. Hey, do you want to come see this movie? Oh, by the way, there's not going to be an ending. Enjoy. So I'm actually happy to report, unlike Fast X, unlike Spider-Verse 2, both movies that we're promised you're definitely getting a sequel after this and here's a hard stop mission impossible actually has a has a fucking ending but tom cruise can choke on some shrimp salad tomorrow die leave this mortal coil and we won't get mission impossible seven part two um and this would be a complete movie it's there's still a cliffhanger there's still some things we need to work out but uh yeah, man, we actually get a complete movie here in the vein of Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. It's not the it's not Mission Impossible's Empire Strikes Back, by the way. That's just 
the example everyone likes to use. By the way, in my attempt to dress up like an agent of the impossible mission force, I somehow ended up looking like a member of YouTube. So I'm going to just change these glasses out for a second so I can at least read my review. There we go. Hot damn. Woo. Look at me. Oh, now you look like John Lennon's about to break into someone's house. <laughs> as long as Yoko isn't there, we're going to get away scot-free because that bitch makes way too much fun. Oh, no, she, she'll be right behind him. John, John, steal the good stuff. Steal the good stuff. <laughs> Imagine all the people tied up in the lounge. Don't call the police. Oh, no, no. So, so we don't get a kidnapping charge. We wait for those fuckers to go out of town. Oh, smart. Like the wet bandits. Yeah. Home Alone 5. Okay. Paul and John. Ooh, you want to be Paul? Sure, I'll do a, a little... Uh, the, the... You, but uh, you, you make hey, a good John, At least a Ringo. We're part of the Beatles. Let's go rub a hoof. That was a terrible little party next, and I apologize. No, it's forgotten. It's forgotten. So this is directed and written by Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, it is also written by a man named Eric Gendrinson. And of course, stars Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell, who y'all know as Captain Carter from the hey. Captain America movies. And then uh, Isa Morales, who most of you know as Richie Valens' brother, Bob, from La Bamba. All the way back in 1987. Yeah. Dude, I am so happy they made E. Morales the villain in this. Like, he is amazing. And guess what? You only want more Esai in this. He's just, dude. Not only is he a great villain in this, but I cannot wait for him to come back in part seven, part two. Okay, I still don't know how these numbers work out. All right, but some Final Fantasy shit. Cy Morales will return. Um, this is Mission Impossible, and you know what? The Fast and the Furious saga gets a lot of grief for being the same movie every time, and somehow Mission Impossible is also guilty of that, and yet it gets a pass. Um, because, well, Tom Cruise does all his own stunts. Well, the Fast and Furious crew also tries to do all their own stunts. And anyway, Mission Impossible is the same goddamn movie every single time. Seven movies now. And it somehow still manages to exceed itself. Um, yeah, maybe the worst one is part seven. But it was John Woo. And they were trying something different. And it was the late 90s. And shit. I... I dare you to have a bad time during that because it was just such a bizarre film but then jj abrams took over in part three and then they just got better with each edition um he hasn't been a part of anything since i think part five at the latest i think part five was his last one and then tom cruise took over so that he could do all of his own ridiculous stunts hanging off the side of an airplane jumping off a cliff um a halo jump with with uh, the aforementioned Henry Cavill, you know, they they do a lot of crazy shit, and this movie again is no different. Like, in fact, this movie might be inferior stunt wise because the whole thing is that you've seen this in the commercial, 
for the last year and a half. He rides a motorcycle off a cliff and then just free falls. And sure, he's got a parachute. Um, the objective is for him to land on a speeding train. As you do. They don't know do. is out of control. Um, they spent a year prepping for that and they still couldn't get him to land on the train. So then out of nowhere, just he just crashes through a wall and like, <laughs> hey, oh yeah. And like, oh yeah. Yeah. Very Kool-Aid of you. Thank you. It's a Kool-Aid um, cruise. There you go. There you go. So this is PG-13. And um, you know, people get murked in this. They um there's some intense murders that happens in this so it's still surprising this is a pg-13 but you know there's no blood spatter and like it's, we don't see people's organs falling out of their stomach it, but, mm. but but still uh two hours 43 minutes oh this is a very long movie and it's also it's only halfway done sequel. we're only halfway through it uh didn't feel the runtime did not feel a runtime was into it the entire way we went through and um, yeah, man, uh, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. What can't he do wrong? He's, I'm sure he's been in, yes, he's been in bad movies, but he's never been the worst thing about the movie. Um, Haley Atwell, Captain Carter, feels like they're trying to set up a handing of the torch uh, off to her. Spin-offs. And there might be a spinoff, but I don't foresee that happening. Um, Oh, Our I hope so. Just to see Twitter explode. No, my Ethan Hunt's a man. I'm never. I don't want no Athena Hunt. It don't. Why's that woman? It's PC gone mad. Well, your Ethan Hunt will still be a man. Um, however, Grace might get her own movie after Part Seven, Part Two. Um, highly unlikely I though. I want my to, to have Renner. a vagina. They try to do this with Jeremy Renner. It did work with Jeremy Renner and he was everybody's substitute spy. It didn't work with the Bourne Legacy. It didn't work with Mission Impossible 5, whatever that thing was. Um, so I doubt Haley Atwell is going to get. Which one was that? Was that Ghost Protocol? Maybe they they all again. Like well, I they said, stop numbering the them, which is fucking annoying. Time. I hate you when they do that. They stopped numbering them after number <sighs> three. There was it was literally Mission Impossible three, and then we got it was probably Ghost Protocol. I, again, I don't remember. Um, Doesn't matter. They're all the same. Funny, funny story about part four. So. We had seen that trailer for part four for like months. Okay. Uh, the Kremlin explodes and Tom Cruise was trying to outrun the explosion at the Kremlin. I went to go see Harold and Kumar save Christmas and someone gave me an edible. It was the size of a nickel. Okay. It was, it was that small. Maybe it had a unit of measurement on it. Like this is a hundred milligrams worth of THC. I, I wouldn't have even known. If I could have read it, I wouldn't have even known that that wasn't a good thing. But I, I took this little, this little nickel-sized edible, and uh, it kicked in immediately while I was on the bus. I was like, "Oh, this is a lot like sinking in." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, we're starting this adventure now." Okay, <laughs> here we go. 
get to the movie theater to watch Harold and Kumar save Christmas in 3D. And I swear, I apparently left after like 10 minutes, but I thought I was in there an hour. And during the Mission Impossible 4 trailer, I went, oh no, they blew up the Kremlin! Oh shit! The president! They're not going to be happy about this. Anyways, this is still the same movie as it has been the last four, the last seven films. The uh, Ethan Hunt gets disavowed. He is doing some against the agency's wishes. He has to go chase the MacGuffin and then ultimately saves the world with his team. And then all is well again. And they're like, thank you, Ethan Hunt. <laughs> America and the world owes you a debt of gratitude. By you the way, you can come back and see the next time. movie. Well, if you got some time, there's another mission we need you to go. <laughs> like, ah! But this, this one is still that same movie. Is really impossible. They are. They kind of flirt with the idea of how people get recruited for the Impossible Mission Force. Um, it's never occurred to me why Tom Cruise was on the IMF team. I just he's he's an he can agent. Fly no, a apparently, jet like a motherfucker. He might be able to in, in this universe. But um, yeah, apparently Tom Cruise was a very bad, bad man in his past. We finally kind of explore that. We flirt with the idea of that might be a thing. And then we get into this whole thing about consent. And no one made me do this. No one made me be an, a, an IMF agent. I chose to do this. And because of my unique set of skills, they, they offer me prison or be super sexy, super agent. <laughs> I chose super sexy, super agent. And uh, I've been saving the day ever since, baby. Uh, they, Ving Rames apparently went through this. Simon Pegg apparently went through this. Rebecca, a lady who's not in this movie series anymore after this movie, spoiler alert, she went through this. They, Their whole lives is to have blame thrust upon them should shit go bad it's crazy anyways this movie takes place on five of the seven continents multiple 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 foreign locations it's a great looking movie the stunts are fantastic um the, the whole thing with the train at the end dude yeah again on the edge of my seat not because my lower back is acting up because how the fuck are they going to get out of this? Again, Tom Cruise is doing all of his own stunts. Yeah, enjoy the shit out of this. All two hours and 43 minutes of this. Did not feel the length. I snuck out to go to the bathroom once because it is that long. And old daddy likes, likes to sip his iced tea a little bit. Anyways, strong four out of five. Is it the best movie of the year? No. Is it the best movie this summer? Probably. Will I go see it again? Only to catch up with part seven, part two. Um, stayed all the way through the credits, not expecting an end credit scene. Just a title card saying Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part two will return next year or date announced. Right. Nope. Nope. Um, by the way, there was a time when we filmed sequels back-to-back -back because it's somehow cheaper that way. 
So I don't Back know why two we and three. haven't filmed. Always the best example. Full Moon used to do this also as well. Anyway, Dead Reckoning Part 2. I'm not even sure they're in production right now. Um, this movie is going to make money. It's a fantastic film. I don't need to see it again until we see the sequel. But um, yeah, enjoyed the shit out of it. Again, this series only exceeds each each edition. So Mission Impossible 7, part one, four out of five. Boom. Check it out, folks. Check it out. It's crazy. Uh, well, what's crazy? It is honestly crazy. That it keeps again what, it's the same goddamn movie every time and it just gets better and better. By the I way, did, uh, why why are you reviewing the movie? Seven? As I say, why while you're reviewing the movie, I did go to IMDB to see if the all of the synopsis were very similar, but uh, they made it slightly different. I was like, oh, that's no fun. But it would have been funny if they used the exact same wording for each movie. That would be funny. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I, I believe that they tried they try to make this a different movie each time, but it's the same movie. It's the same movie. Um what was I saying? It doesn't matter anymore. That's all right. Four out of five. Check it out. So you're you saying something about Fast and Furious. Oh, Fast and Furious 7 has the late, great uh, 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 Dwayne Johnson. What? Whatever. Hmm? Dwayne Johnson? Not Dwayne Johnson. The guy who died. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is still alive and well. Ludicrous? Ludacris is also alive and well. The the white guy. Clint Eastwood. Brian O'Connor. It is amazing that in this Clint Eastwood is going up. He should the be bus. in the next in one. Seven. That would be great, wouldn't it? The Paul Walker. Rest in peace, there Paul we Walker. Go. Rest in me. Yeah. Paul Walker is at one point in a bus that is hanging off the side of a cliff and is threatening to fall off the cliff. And when he doesn't have to run up the outside of it, he is running up the inside of it or climbing on the outside of it. And um, Mission Impossible 7 does the same thing. But they're like, we're going to have five cars fall off this cliff. Um, but you're still just like, oh my God, Tom Cruise might die on this one. Holy shit. Anyway. How do you Alas. think Tom Cruise dies, Mike Fish? Just to get a little morbid here. What in 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 like does he in, die on in set real life or in the stuff? movies? In real life. Oh, do it's... you think he dies on set doing a stunt, or does something something stupid where like some guy was drunk driving and Tom Cruise just having to step off the curb and get plowed, or just chokes on like some shrimp salmon that's where salad, I, that's where i was bullshit. going he's, he's, he's gonna choke on a peanut or something something really dumb but he does all his own stunts cheats death and then suddenly at the age of i don't know how old he is he suddenly develops a peanut allergy and dies eating a salad Shit. didn't have his epi pen oh, i hope that doesn't happen i want well, I'm you brought it up that we don't have. Now you're going to make me look like the bad guy, being I... all morbid. No, 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 sir. Don't, don't you fucking project that. Uh, 
I don't want Tom Cruise to die. And uh, I'm just mad that him and Jackie Chan haven't done a movie together. That's that's where I was going with that. Rush hour. Uh, we're not going to have Jackie eight. Chan too much longer here. Part four. Ooh. Now starring Tom Cruise. We, we got it. At the rate they're going, You're Rush Hour 8, Part 4, will be like 20, 2056. Make it happen, Hollywood. They've been talking about a Rush Hour 4 for the last 15 years. And it's just like, we're bringing this shit up again. Oh my God. It's, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be, somehow it's going to feature Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. I would love that. Make it happen, Hollywood. Make it happen. Make it happen, Hollywood, please. Okie dokie dokie pokie. Let's wrap this week's episode up, as always, with a warm and fuzzy feeling. There you go. You can put your The Edge glasses back on. With this week's feeling, no wonder we couldn't. I still can't find what I'm looking for. We'll take your fucking sunglasses off. You might be able to see better. Insane. Well, I don't have to read anything now. It's this week's the edge. Good one. Thank the you. edge. Don't push you me. the whole thing. Cause, do you reckon Bono ever sang that? Don't push me. Because yes. I'm close to the edge and the edge is like fuck yes every, every time yes. he has a fucking yes. tequila he does this it's pissing me off anyway. i bet there was there was a chain of weeks where he did that just to annoy the edge and i bet that shit was funny every fucking time and uh, and then because they're irish fisticuffs happening and uh well and it didn't happen anymore they're always out there lucky charms. It's now time for this week's feel good story of the week. It's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Can I hear it again? Uh, this week's feel good story comes to us from a place called Scarborough in Maine. Um, a young laddie do named Miles Roman attended this thing, right, that they call the National Night Out, um, which is an annual community building campaign that promotes police community partnerships and neighborhood camaraderie, which is very nice. The West. Um, quote, ever since his mother, his mother, his mother said, ever since Ooh. he's always been saying he wants to be a police officer, which is so very nice. Um, this inspired him to go to Scarborough Police Department recently, and they he invited them all to his birthday party. Oh. On Scarborough PD Facebook page, they wrote, quote, he dropped off an invitation inviting the entire police department. They put that in all caps for some reason, so you have to yell it. The entire police department. <laughs> To his birthday party. Miles' mother told us about how excited Miles was to have special guests come to his party. So, of course, we couldn't let him down. So, the big day came. And three police officers 
He invited the entire police department and they said they couldn't let him down. So they sent three people. Anyway, so three officers as well as Tucker, a police canine or a dog, as we like to call it. And members of the town's fire department came to the party to celebrate the boy's fourth birthday. And the post continued saying Miles and his friends were very excited to see the police cars, fire trucks, ambulance, and obviously canine dog Tucker. Sergeant Flynn presented Miles with some Paw Patrol gifts. Oh, Paw Patrol. And Officer Greenleaf brought some Scarborough PD swag. I don't know why this is randomly putting all words in all capitals, but some Scarborough PD swag. For Miles and his friends. Everyone had a great time at the party and enjoyed hanging out with Miles and his friends nice. and his family. Oh, that little four-year-old boy is very happy for his little birthday. Ain't that nice, Kush? It is nice. And yeah, this, this, this young child is living in the uh, the police are our friends lifestyle and uh, I'm proud Wait. of him for that. Um, that that the last couple entire of years. police force couldn't Hmm? Well, only a few more years until he's like popo. Not impossible. In fact, it only needs one bad incident for that to happen. Um, but yeah, they obviously couldn't send the entire police force because they all gotta work. I mean, what's going off. on in Scarborough, Maine? Really? You know, you know, yeah, you always hear that on the news. I feel like a lot of oh that. shit's going down in like Scarborough, Maine again. Ugh. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of meth going on in Scarborough, Maine. I could be wrong about that. I could be very wrong. Hopefully, I am wrong. But um, Gah, yeah, no, 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 no. Barra, the, the, the police force has Maine. to do their job. It was nice Why? that three folks showed up. Ooh, we're looking this up. I love this. Yeah. So, so do 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 do. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> So, annually in Scarborough, there's seven violent crimes, 342 property crimes. And what's the population? Oh, I've really gone down the rabbit hole now. Population of Scars. Ooh, Scarborough, Maine. I'm going to guess 90,000 people. 20,352. Oh. Wow, well off, well off, but still. So that works. So the crime rate is fifteen point four seven, which so I don't know what out means, per one thousand residents, fifteen of them get crim- crimed crime. every year, nice. and on the total crime index, which is one being very bad, one hundred being the safest. Scarborough score 31. Oh. That's very yeah. low. Right. So maybe they shouldn't be going to a fucking birthday party. What are you doing? Look, that's Get your shit together. Nice three of them could show up. I bet they were on their day off too. You reckon? Probably. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. And they're like, hey, I want some birthday cake. Who doesn't love birthday cake? I might even get a little to-go bag. You know, might have a party popper in there and one of those 
those stupid fucking thumb puzzles where you go like anyway well there you go congratulations miles roman happy birthday enjoy your fourth birthday and even though you are taking away police from the mean streets of scarborough maine there you go but anyway that wraps up another tweet tweet waffle box although there you go um don't forget if you do want to contribute and send us some stories that you think would be fun for us to talk about and waffle on about then all your stuff to enjoy at wafflebox at gmail.com don't forget to go enjoy wafflebox.com for all the links of how you can watch listen follow and all that good stuff you can follow us at wafflebox pod on twitter instagram facebook and threads and even ticky tock on threads i put a ticky tock video up the other day Ooh, also exciting yeah um because you do some podcasts um what, what what can people look forward to on Family? guys last week i had the privilege of being a part of the not a strong start podcast and they let me use the audio for this week's microdose it's a cheat i'm sorry it happened but we are talking spoiler edition of indiana jones 5 and we got some shit to say about it and they were in a tight show so it's within an hour you're gonna love it I promise you wait like a toyga um, you can follow me at only Mike Fish. Follow him at Kush underscore Hayes. You can follow producer Lathan at producer Lathan on Twitter. So that's a good night from me. It's a good night from him. Good night. Say good night, Lathan. Good night, everyone. Don't forget that avocados are a fruit, not a vegetable. You'll thank me at some point for reminding you. See you all next week. Beautiful stuff. And on that note, take care of yourselves and each other. That's all, folks.